<laughs> there was a bit of peak <laughs> when we were going, more crack, more crack. So I had to kind of slightly edit around that as much as I could. <laughs> I hope you kept in as much more crack as you could. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chip Thompson and this is my co-host and co Man, MC, hello. <laughs> that would be me, I think. If you're my co-man, does that mean we're both half a man, but together we are one? Ooh, like Voltron. Sure. The... But a man version. Yes. Not a robot? Yeah. Is he a robot? Yeah, it's. I only know it from fucking American pop culture references. Yes. It's like, like Coca-Cola or... and Freedom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 21 of uh, season 2. We're rapidly getting to the end, MC. We, we are, are approaching. We're in the end game now, basically. Yes, yes. awesome. Uh, <laughs> this episode, MC, mm. this episode is mm. called Carporal. That's really not spelt right in no, any way at because all. Because I believe what I was trying to say it's with corporeal? this episode is corporeal, yes, which means uh, to have having a body. Okay. Uh, so. The pop filter is haunted. Okay, everything's fine again. We can keep going. Okay, <laughs> let's keep talking about the shitty title of this episode. Okay, it's pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah. So I spelt it as C A P O R A L, which is incorrect. What would that be to do, to do with hats? Oh, Cap Oral. Mm. Oh, Cap Oral. Cap Oral, uh, okay. The title of my Avengers fan fiction. <laughs> it's not very imaginative, I admit. It's more descriptive. But... Can you lend it to me? Because I'd really like to read that, please. Thank you. Does it? Is it, does... it stars you. Good, good. Excellent. We could read that for the podcast, maybe. I'm going to make you write that. <laughs> um, what happened last time while we make this intro go on even longer? We recorded that a while ago, let's be fair, come on. Don't break the fourth wall. i tell you what happened last time. Yeah, cool. The gang went camping into yeah, the murder I woods. I remember that bit, yeah. yeah. And there was a small group of uh, forest-like gremlins called yeah. the Kukian, Yeah. who uh, took out, or with MC's help as well, they took out the evil witch doctor, Solaris, mm. mm-hmm. who made a very bold prediction, MC. Mm. Not only would MC lose someone close to him, mm. he also said something about his son. Oh shit, yeah. yeah. And there was also some bullshit uh, plot about Jupiter going around the sun and blocking it for the Earth, and oh, he was, was... going to take over Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> let's, let's just not talk about that so much. Um, it'll be take fine. Take out Earth first. Yes, yes. <laughs> but one thing we didn't uh, look at in the last episode, or the episode before actually, yeah. was the fallout from Chip. Oh, that's Losing very true. Scoot and stuff. I feel like in this episode, we may be dealing with that <clears> a bit more. So important to mention. Mm hmm, mm hmm. And that's where we are now. So let's get on to it. This is episode 21, Cap Oral. Previously on Tamora Gason. MC travels to a nearby graveyard where there have been there has been reports of zombies rising. He manages to kill one thanks to a chainsaw, but there are too many. He only survives thanks to an old strange Chinese man who kills some <laughs> zombies before the rest run off. Chip hits a well-known vampire hangout. He is knocked unconscious by a vampire wielding a fire extinguisher. He later wakes up in a strange building, lying in a hammock. An old Chinese man walks into the room, so he's old and strange. We've established this. Okay, so the Chinese man introduces himself as Shinno Khan. He explains that MC and Chip have been chosen to fight the evil in the world by an ancient and secret society, the Ku Klaw. So all Chip could do was watch as Lee walked through the mansion's front door and state Scott! Hell yeah, Oh my god! <laughs> Chip yelled. It was late, and everyone on on Tokyo was sleeping. <laughs> good start, good start here. First <laughs> sentence. Everyone on Tokyo. 
I mean, sounds like a drug, doesn't it? Oh, I yeah. didn't think of it. Yeah. Hey, hey, we're on Tokyo. That means... We're going to sleep. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's just a sleeping pill. You it's, know what they, it's a cool name for a sleeping pill. That would be a cool name for... And you know what they say about Tokyo? It always sleeps? Yes. It's the opposite of New York. <laughs> East meets West. It was late and everyone on Tokyo was sleeping. Except for the numerous stockbrokers trying to keep their pulse on the world market. Brothels that catered for even the most discerning individuals. And of course, evil. <laughs> None of those are on Tokyo. <laughs> Is there, can we combine all three? Is there like an evil stockbroker who's also quite a discerning brothel customer as well? I feel like that's really not a stretch. Yeah, true. Yeah, I feel like that's probably a thing that occurs all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, you know, the world market does close. The stockbrokers must have a rest, right? Maybe except the evil brothel dwelling ones. Is there, is there an evil stock market? Isn't the stock market evil? Mm. Fucking capitalism. God, fight the power. In one particular alley, two vampires were busy. Not with a body, but with crates. I know. Not, not crates. <laughs> and that's Look, where we're going to end episode 21. <laughs> Look out, he's got a crate. <laughs> Maybe the crate is full of evil brothel stockbrokers. That makes sense. Oh, boy, there's that's a lot going on. That's how reproduce. <laughs> this is the first paragraph. <laughs> Which one is it? One of the vamps who appeared to be stuck in the 80s asked, was that your 80s? Is that your best 80s? <laughs> that was clearly an 80s voice. You could hear the hairspray. Yes, that's true. And the Tokyo they've all been taken. Yeah. Which one is it? One of the vamps who appeared to be stuck in the 80s asked, his partner, a more well-dressed and clean vampire, replied... I don't know. If I did know, don't you think I would tell you rather than sitting here twiddling my thumbs? That's the clean vampire, MC. <laughs> That's how we discern them. One's 80s vamp, one's clean vamp. <laughs> New characters. I thought when it said stuck in the 80s, I thought it meant like he had been vampired when he was 80. So there's just this really old uh, vampire. okay. Doddering around. Like, Come here, I want to suck your blood. You very rarely see that, do you? That, yeah, that happens. it's true. There was a thing where there was a vampire baby. That might have been an angel. I think that might have happened in an episode of Angel at there some point. There was a vampire kid. What, you mean Connor? Or... No. Oh, fuck. I can't. Oh, sorry. I don't want to remind you of Connor. I know you get very angry. <laughs> um, the one who is the protege of the master. Dala? No, it was like like an eight-year-old oh, kid. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's my Buffy I know oh, Buffy more shit. than you. Oh. It's my fan fiction. No, I don't want to take ownership <laughs> of this. <laughs> yes, please tell me the world you wrote this, please. <laughs> 80s vamp crashed open another wooden crate. Being very careful not to catch his heart on one of the splinters from the box, he pulled away the straw and revealed a vase. I feel like you probably don't need to worry about accidentally staking yourself on a splinter if you're a vampire. Oh, come on. In Buffy, people get staked. The vampires get staked so easily. Yeah, like, Willow can do it. Xander can do true. it. Just, you just literally put the wood up to the chest and like go, poof. Yeah, yeah, I'd be worried if I was a vampire. Is this it? He asked. Smart Vamp knelt down beside his colleague and studied the pink vase. Do you know what we're actually looking for? 80s Vamp nodded and said, Yeah, the vessel of Bridget. 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 Are we going Bridget? Bridget. Yeah. The vessel of Bridget. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I said. What's the matter with you? Huh? Okay, we're looking for a pink vase, which is the vessel of Bridget. That is correct. So does this thing look like an ancient and mystical source of power? Smart Vamp threw the vase into the wall of the alley, narrowly missing the head of a cowering man. I mean, he's smart in appearance and in 
brain. He's clearly the brains of the operation. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see Eskim? 80s vamp said, indicating to the ground man who was the driver of the truck. And hurry up. I don't like being out too late. Because he's on uh, Tokyo, so he likes to get to bed early. <laughs> the smart vampire stopped on his way over to the driver. Hey, for God's sake, man, you're a vampire, creature of the night, a prince of darkness. And you want to go home to milk and cookies? I like these guys. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> they all want them to have their own spin-off. <laughs> Can they be in Cap Oral? <laughs> hey, you've heard the stories. Ninjas haunt the land in which your brothers once moved. <laughs> We're no longer safe. <laughs> You've been practising that? The smart vamp asked as he reached the driver. <laughs> I do like these guys. <laughs> Slowly, the vampire picked the driver up by the neck with one hand. Now, I'm only going to ask this once. He asked the driver, Which crate has the vessel of Burchett in it? The driver, unable to speak because of the pressure on his throat, pointed to one of the smaller crates on the back of the lorry. So is he, is he like mystical... Removal man with van, or is there like a sticker on the side? So, like, caution, fragile. It's like, caution, magical. (laughs) Maybe, yeah, yeah. Do not chant. (laughs) 80s vamp opened the lid and pulled a very small bottle slash vase type thing. (laughs) He pulled it, like, is he like making out with it now? Or I'd like also that you actually have in the narrative very small bottle (laughs) slash vase type thing, just in case you were unclear about what the vessel of Birchat was. The magical of the, the, the explanations, you know, you're really building a world here. Yeah. Uh, so, is it Breacher? Is that what we said? What? Breacher? Breacher. Breacher. I don't think that's a real word, is it? Breacher. Breacher. What are you talking about? It's still a real word. You never heard of Breacher before? You stupid. That's it. That's what we came for. He dropped the driver. So what now? 80s Vamp asked. I like that I didn't give them names. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of did. Smart Vamp and 80s Vamp. That's but I true. don't think that's their Christian names. Now we eat. The vampire surrounded the driver. Honestly, all this talk of ninjas finding us has made me quite peckish. Well, I went into a bit of Jack then. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Besides, I'd love for them to show their ugly mugs around here. Suddenly, smartly dressed vampire's friend disappeared in a cloud of dust as a crossbow arrow pierced his heart. No, I died. (laughs) Maybe I need to do like a tribute for these guys as well. (laughs) (laughs) The same banner of Scoot. He turned and saw three people blocking his exit from the alley. The girl aimed a handgun at him while the smaller man reloaded the crossbow. Honestly... All this boring dead talk has made me want to kill. The ginger guy said he was also holding a stake. Wow, I'm so cool. <laughs> You're suddenly, like, 80s vamp and smart vamp have overtaken you, I think, in terms yeah. of dialogue and, yeah. you know. I mean, it wasn't hard to no, do that. No, 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 no. They're, they're legends in their own time. Okay. Uh, and this is MC, by the way, we're assuming. It hasn't been stated, but, you know, hmm. we're going to guess. And by the way, Tifa said, My ninja is not an ugly mug. Can you be an ugly... Mug, like, I know, like, have an ugly mug. Maybe, yeah. I mean, Tifa's Japanese? Well, to be fair, Tifa is the worst cop in the world. True. So what she's heard is the vampire say, I'd love for them to show their ugly mugs around here. And he's like, she's like, my boyfriend is not a mug, a, a tea receptacle, a thing you drink out of. That is not true, and especially not an ugly mug. If he was, it'd be like a finely crafted one. Yeah, yeah, like the good china. china. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> MC leapt forward and landed just a few feet away from the vampire. That's a nice suit. MC said. It would be a shame to make it dusty. 
He's, he's going for a mafia voice as well. It's oh. like, it would be a shame to make it dusty. Oh, he's mocking. That was more Russian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Geography is not MC's strong point. <laughs> hey, I'm gangster. <laughs> From America. But, but possibly Italy. Who knows? No, save that voice. We might need it at some <laughs> we, point. We Shh, totally don't don't give away that. the goods. <laughs> the vampire relented. Hey, what do you want to know? He asked. MC laughed and then staked him. <laughs> uh, classic. Uh, oh, they're both dead. Uh, oh, another no. tribute in here. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Just thought it was a nice suit is all. Or nice sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Just thought it was a nice suite as well. Maybe they a few were... sofas, a couple beds. No. Well, that, maybe there was a magical sofa in with all the boxes and stuff. Emsley helped the driver to his feet and told him to call the police. Just don't mention the fact that the people who attacked you and your truck were vampires. Emsley said, um, "They've got a cop with them. Mm. Could she not just? I guess. And why do they need to call the police? Because the vampires said, mm. mm. bit of a logic flaw here." I guess this is a way that they can hand off the driver without having to deal with him any further. Like, basically. <laughs> oh, like, yay! Narratively speaking. <laughs> okay, well done, well done, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. The driver replied. Jay picked up the vase one of the vampires had been holding. Why the sudden interest in old pots? Jay asked. Vampires gotta make a living. MC said, hoping the fact he wasn't sure why the vampires had attacked the truck didn't show. <laughs> I feel... Damn, MC, this isn't a healthy approach. No, it's really not, is it? <laughs> so, oh, they just got to make a living, you know? It's uh, Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. It's like with the, the driving, the other episodes. Oh, God. Yeah, he's got issues, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and we think Chip's the evil one. <laughs> <laughs> the gang left the alley and headed back to the mansion. So did, uh, did they just happen upon this? Or were they coming back from a date that they took Jay to in case things went wrong again? I mean, or? Jay had a crossbow with him, but then again, that seems like a sensible thing to do. Yeah, he's getting good with a crossbow. He's yes, taking out he a few is. vampires. Um, I think, I wonder if they're on patrol. Oh, nice, like Buffy team. used to do. Yeah, yeah that's cool. I like I'll just go with that. Despite being very high up on the top of the building, Chips and Ninja Hearing <laughs> served him well. Classic. <laughs> is there anything they don't have, ninja-wise? Um, ninja self-love. That's true, yeah. Non-ninja toxic masculinity. But hey, Chip's back. We haven't heard from him in a while. Oh, I wonder what he's up to. He watched MC Tifa and Jay leave the alley. He knew the item he was wanted was going to be sought after, but as soon as it got into town, this wasn't going to be easy. Much like reading that sentence. With the Scooby gang gong, ah, Buffy reference. It's literally just the same name. I am literally ripping off Buffy here. With the Scooby gang gone, it would have been easy for Chip just to jump down, beat the hell up the driver, and take the vessel of... I forgot what we called it. Bridget. 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 With the vessel... Uh, and take the vessel of Bridget. But in the distance, he heard the faint sound of police sirens. Chip had time. Since Scott had been staked and he had done the same to Steph, he had been alone. No contact with the humans or non-humans. Chip had focus now, and that would serve him well when it came to raise the one. Oh, I forgot about the one. Because mm. he had the blood in the in the shirt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe he needs the vessel of Bridget. Obviously. To this do... is what you need to yes. raise the one. <laughs> vessel of Bridget. Blood. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and hope. Yeah. But he wouldn't be alone for long. As soon as the vessel of Bridget was his, then Scott would once again be by <gasps> his side. Whoa. <gasps> this... Oh, oh, okay, so this isn't related to the one. This is for resing vampires. 
Huh. Do you think this is uh, linked in with the title of the episode? Because see, that's Caporal. But really, I mean Caporal. Right. So maybe he's going to get Scott back as a ghost and make him whole again? Oh, mm. is it going to be like um, evil Shinakan? <gasps> but he's also Scott. I, I want <gasps> we, that so we bad. We <laughs> said that we wanted this to happen. Yes. So. Chip jumped from rooftop to rooftop, heading back to his home in the abandoned warehouse. So the walls did what now? Louise asked as she listened to the hysterical women on the other side at their end of the phone. <laughs> so many hysterical women. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Blood. She'd been in the mansion for a while now, and already there had been a couple of calls about supernatural disturbances. Louise logged the call and slipped it into the pending file. More business? Shinnokon asked as Louise shuffled back towards the lobby. She was walking with the aid of a walking stick, but was beginning to get very tired. Louise dropped down in her wheelchair. She's making progress. She is. Yeah. You know, know, not to uh, butter my own toast or anything, Mm. but um, I like the way we've been sort of detailing her progress to recovery. It's true. It hasn't been overnight. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's well done. Thank you. Just going to let that hang. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of shows would have been just like, oh, here's a magic thing. She can walk now. That's very true. But me... You 15 year old me wasn't was like, enough. no. It's unrealistic. It doesn't allow for a satisfying narrative arc. Hey, and Shinna comes back as well. This is he nice. Is, he is. Yeah, not very important though. Just a bit of wall bleeding. It sounds like a metaphor for a woman's problems. <laughs> Shinna Khan agreed. Yes, I cannot see an incident like that causing us much peril. Meanwhile, the hysterical women on the other end of the phone are like, please, my fucking walls are bleeding. Please help. I feel that's a problem to be worried about. You know? Yeah, it's not one of those things you can just leave. You yeah. Know? It's, yeah. Put a bucket down. <laughs> the ninja master had not been visiting his pupil very much lately, but he hadn't changed. Louise could still tell he was as wise and boring as ever. Burn. Accurate. <laughs> Everyone hates each other in this show. But the little mission you sent the guys on was important. She asked. Ah, so Shinna Khan would have told them to go oh, after the vampires. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. My elders informed me that an attack was about to occur and where, but for what reason and what evil they were to be facing, I do not know. This is, uh, we've heard of these like elders before, I think. There's some sort of mystical it's prophets or something? I don't know. When you need a reason for Shinna Khan <laughs> to know stuff. Ah, oh, the exposition elders. <laughs> <Yeah>. Great. <laughs> Go kill these vampires. Why? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Mysterious. <laughs> right. Louise replied. So, do walls bleed often? Before Shinokan had a chance to answer, MC, Jay and Tifa walked through the door. Did you stop it? Shinokan asked. Yes. And it was them. Tifa said. Is that quite a passive-aggressively? or Is it? I don't know. Like, did you stop it? Yes. And it was a them. Is that... Is that how I sounded or how you think it should be? <laughs> That's just how I interpreted that at that time. I don't think it is. I think you just got a bad view of women. <laughs> I mean, if you read this, I, I think, yeah, that's fair. Vampires, to be precise. MC corrected. Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> MC mansplaining over here. Oh, That's definitely on you, not me, who wrote this. <laughs> Shinokan thought for a moment. He wondered what significance in a vampire attack would mean to the Ku Claw elders. What were they after? He asked MC... The driver of the lorry, I suppose? MC said as him slipped his coat off. There was a lorry. MC nodded. What were his contents? MC told Shinnikan of the numerous artefacts that were in the wooden crates that scattered the road of the alley. 
vases, pictures, you know, museum stuff. Did it not dawn on you that one of those items could have been an ancient and mystical amulet of some kind that could bring about the ruining of mankind? Fucking hell. Fuck off, Shinakai. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, I'm going to my room. <laughs> Everyone's a bit sort of... Yeah. Tonight. yeah. MC pulled up a chair by Louise. Jay and Tifa joined them. Only Shinno Khan stood, and he was in full teacher mode. Funnily enough... MC replied... No. Ooh. Bitchy bitch. Yeah. I think it's going to get worse. Mm. The elders would not send you on a mission without good reason. There must have been something. What can I say? I saw two vampires and I dusted them. Ninja style. <laughs> and then MC turned his baseball cap backwards, jumped on his skateboard and got out of there. <laughs> Later, Teach. <laughs> Shinno Khan sighed. Well, look at the time. Tifa said. I'm exhausted. I should really go to work. Everyone said goodbye to Tifa. As did MC, but in a slightly different way that involved his tongue. Yum. Ew. Mm. Ew. Once he'd shown Tifa out of the door, MC rejoined the others. He spoke to Shinno Khan. Besides, I've got more important things to ask you. Someone told me something the other week. The vessel of Bridget! Jay suddenly said. MC looked at him. No, but congratulations of being very random. <laughs> no! Jay protested. That was what those vampires were talking about before we, not just you, MC, dusted them. It's so bitchy. I know. I feel like we've missed something here. I like know. Jay. Before MC had a chance to put Jay down with a fantastic comeback, Shinno Khan interrupted. I'm glad we didn't get to hear the comeback. <laughs> oh. It wouldn't have been fantastic. How do you think I feel? <laughs> Did you say the vessel of Bridget? Yeah. This time, Shinno Khan did sit down. He's a ghost. But there was the thing about everyone else sitting down and Shinnokan remaining standing. But he's a ghost. But see if this is addressed in the next bit. Okay. Oh! Only he went straight through the chair, what with being dead and all. <laughs> What's wrong? A concerned MC asked. But Shinnokan was too far in thoughts to be disturbed. Ooh. Ooh. I do believe we're having a bit of a, a, a flashback or... Yeah. A flashback, yeah. We have to do this in a proper like flashback kind of way. Like you know, like in movies when like the titles appear on the screen. Oh yeah, yeah. 1940. Rural Japan. That sounded like you're cutting me against the voice. Sorry. <laughs> it is a flashback. Flash- official Tomorrogation flashback. Voice. But not to East End London. <laughs> it's nineteen forty and we're in rural Japan. Oh, maybe do it in a Shinoku voice. <laughs> no, I think we should carry on the cotton gangster thing. <laughs> you're right, Mush. Nineteen forty. Rural Japan, you mug. Here's Jared. You wash my kimono yet? <laughs> The dojo was quiet, peaceful, and the perfect place to meditate in. Ji-Hu watched his pupil in the middle of the room, cloaked and head bowed. Ji-Hu could see the great potential in his young student, but at just 16 years of age, he was vulnerable. Shindokan! He beckoned. (laughs) The young man removed his hood and looked up. (laughs) God, this line. (laughs) That is enough training, mental training for one day. Training mental training. It's like normal mental training, but harder. <laughs> the boy jumped to his feet and dashed over to Jihu. But master. <laughs> the young Shinno Khan protested. Clearly, <laughs> you tell the difference. <laughs> his, his, he went through puberty quite young. He's got, his voice got very deep early on. But you can hear like the, the exuberance and the joy de vivre <laughs> in, in his voice. I, there's a, a subtle undercurrent there that I put in. <laughs> but master. The young Shinno Khan protested. I want to learn more. About the Ku Claw, the Elders, and about evil. 
Oh, so this is the first time we're getting a look at kind of Shina mm. Khan's life pre-dying, because mm. uh, that's what happened in episode one. Mm. And so he's, he's actually alive here. And 60, so if he was 16 in 1940, how old would he be? I mean, I would have written this in about 2002, mm. 2003. Don't maybe do maths. So like 18? 60, no, 72? no. 72? Yeah. Yeah. It's quick maths. Last boy, all in time. There is only so much one young person can take in during a single day. Your voice is much more racist than mine. Like, mine started out quite racist yeah. and got lazy. Yeah. Well, this is my first time doing a racist voice, so... <laughs> uh, sorry, this true. is my first time doing a racist Japanese voice. I'm sure I've done plenty of others already. This is your first time doing a racist old man Japanese voice. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, you did Korean? No, I did the Korean. You did the Korean. Oh, yeah, you're shit. responsible for... That was the worst one. I did a lot of racist yeah. voice. Yeah. None of us are getting into heaven, MC. Let's not quibble. <laughs> Shinno Khan thought the way his master spoke was strange. Huh. <laughs> Maybe a bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> he hoped he would never be like that. Oh, uh, bad news uh, for you, Shinno yeah. Khan. <laughs> Go home and rest, Shinno Khan. We shall train again in the morning. Is that mental training, mental training again in the morning? Or maybe he's advanced to the point of mental training now. He was training to get to the point where he's able to do mental training. My brain hurts. But before that, he was training for training for mental training. Okay, master. I should go home and wash. Tonight I shall be seeing Fan Lee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I promise to show her those meditations techniques. That's not I really hope Fan Lee is her name. I thought you said Fanny. <laughs> That's something I was getting at. <laughs> Tonight I shall be seeing Fanny. <laughs> so that's why he's got to wash. <laughs> Jiho's smile disappeared. He did not like the thought of his pupil being distracted by love whilst he, his was only at the start of his ninja training. He longed for the day that ninjas were taught in solitude, away from the known world where maximum focus could be obtained. Come, Shinokan, I wish to show you something. Jihu took his Padawan learner to a shelf inside the dojo and plucked a small vase-like item from the top shelf. Vase slash bottle type <laughs> thing. Hmm, interesting. I wonder how this fits into the plot. Do you know what this is? Jihu asked. Shindokan looked, and the vase... Sh- oh my god. at the vase is what it's meant to be, but it's not. <laughs> what it actually says is, Shindokan looked, and the vase, and shook his head. Did the vase shake his head as well? <laughs> I am sorry, Master. I have not had the time to read the ancient text you gave to me. This, my son, is the vessel of Bridget. Shindokan looked at it quizzically. Is it a force of evil? He asked. Yes and no. Jihao could see the confusion on his student's face. It came be used for both. <laughs> it is a device to raise the dead. Oh, oh. So that's why Chip's after it. We predicted it. Ah. <laughs> There's quite a bit of exposition here. It can bring dead people back, but only as ghosts. If used on a ghost, then the ghost will become alive. <laughs> human once more. However, if a human or something that is whole uses the vessel of Bridget, then they will become more, stronger, faster, and overall better. Ooh, that's Ooh. very expositiony, but okay, yes. I'm not sure why Ji Hao is telling Shinokan about this. It's basically like a, the one up mushroom in Mario. He <laughs> <laughs> really wants Scott to come back, but he's like just a bit bigger now as well. <laughs> then, Master, why don't we use it to make the ninjas better? Ji Hao took the vase away from Shin no Khan and put it back onto the shelf. Because, my boy, 
We do not know what the consequences of using such an instrument would be. No, run along and get rest for tomorrow. So he's saying no, run along. Like you walk out of here, single file. <laughs> also, if there was a magic superpower vessel bottle type thing, I'd use it. <laughs> I think that's a lot about you as a person. Fuck it. Like, oh, it might do something bad. Whatever, superpowers. Why not Mario? <laughs> I'm still trying to work out the meaning for all of this, aside from exposition well, explaining what the vessel of Brichat does. Uh, Chip is going to want to use it on Scoot. Yeah. Empty and the gang going to get hold of it and wonder about bringing back Chinna Khan. Ooh. And he's going to say something weird like, oh, no, I uh, can't do that because of the natural order of the blah, 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 blah. But why is Jihao showing Chinna Khan? Um, so he can... Because <laughs> he was all like, don't be in love with a woman now. Let me see. Oh, look at this vase. Is Chinna Khan just like a magpie where it's like, shiny thing, shiny thing, shiny <laughs> thing. Let's read on and find out. Mm. Jihao watched the young ninja leave. He had a good feeling about Shinno Khan. He foresaw a great future as a ninja for him. There was a tightness in Jihao's chest. Firstly, he mistook it for love and admiration for his pupil. But it got tighter and tighter, and then Jihao realised he couldn't breathe. Jihao turned around and saw him standing there. I've come for it, Jihao. There's <laughs> nothing you can do to stop me. He said. <laughs> okay, <laughs> who the fuck is this? <laughs> Despite being very proficient in all ninja skills, exactly like hearing and senses and all that, despite being proficient in all ninja skills, Jihao was unable to stop the vessel of Brichat from being taken. The ninja master only hoped that Shinnu Khan would be able to continue training without his father. Oh my god! <gasps> my god! Oh! I don't know why that's so shocking, but Shinnu Khan's dad! Jihao died watching the vessel of Brichat being taken. From his very protection. Oh, Shinna Khan. Lost his daddy. He's got a tragic backstory as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Also, that means Shinna Khan is his first name, not his whole name. Huh. Huh. Shinna Khan how? But is Jihao just a name or... Oh, but is it the thing where the the first name is their surname or something? To be honest, probably didn't look into this and just made up Japanese-sounding names. You might be right. Also, (laughs) Shinna Khan's Chinese. (laughs) We forgot about that. That makes us really bad people. He was born in China, but he moved to Japan during the World War <laughs> when China and Japan <laughs> were at war. So he moved to Japan where there was war. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure 16. that Japan invaded China in the Second World War. Okay. Um, Second World War is like 39 to 45, which is when this is taking place. Yes. So he... You know what? That's all I need. Let's just leave it there. That'll yeah. do. Sure. Maybe ninjas get special passports, I don't know. <laughs> Ninja passports. <laughs> they wouldn't need them, it just sneak through. True, yeah. true. Okay, I think we've switched back to the modern day now, because we didn't say modern day Tokyo. But I'm going to do it anyway. Modern day Tokyo. The group was silent after Shinno Khan's trip down memory lane. None of them had known much about his past, including MC, who'd been taught and guided by Shinno Khan. I'm sorry. MC said. I didn't know your father died like that. It is not important. Shinnokan replied back to his more mature 80-year-old voice now. It is not important. Shinnokan replied, shrugging off the memories of his father laying motionless in the dojo. We must find out who would want that vase and why. Do you think that the person that killed... MC stopped himself. Attacked your dad is the one trying to get hold of off the vessel? 
A lot of kind of small smelling errors in this yeah. episode, yeah. I feel like we've, we've missed that a bit this season. In a way, like, they're not as glaring as they were in the first series. No. We don't need to include them anymore, but it wouldn't feel right skipping over them. No, you have to read it as it's written. That exactly. is the rule. That's how we started. That's how we end. That I do not know. Not even the elders can keep track of that man. He is a primordial evil who changes his appearance every few decades. Impossible to track down. Ooh, that's quite interesting. Yeah. Are we setting up like a new big bad here or something? Or yeah. It seems like we're foreshadowing. But it was me, so probably not. <laughs> He'll die at the end of this episode. <laughs> or he just won't ever be mentioned again. Yeah, that's more likely. Well, one thing's for sure. Louis said, Every single soul-sucking fiend in Tokyo is going to want to use that vase. Never thought of a vase in a threatening manner before, but here we are. Still on the roofs of Tokyo's buildings, Chip followed the lorry. It was being driven by two police officers, and he oh. guessed they were taking... It was being driving. Sorry. Got to stick to the rules. <laughs> it was being driving by two police officers, and he guessed they were taken to the crime evidence room back at the police HQ. Like the entire lorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just crashed through the wall. Once Chip had returned to the warehouse... He read the passage in a book about the vessel of Britchat and how it worked. There was a bit of black magic involved, but Chip was prepared to take whatever consequences followed that. He just wanted his brother back. Poor Chip. Poor evil Chip. All he wants is to get his murdering, evil, soulless <laughs> vampire brother back so he can end the world and kill his friends. Oh, so tragic. I mean, there's Romeo and Juliet, and then there's Chip pining for his dead brother. The lorry took a sharp left and headed for the turning which would take it onto the motorway. There were no more buildings for Chip to follow, so he stood on the last available one and waited for the lorry. So we assume that he's, like, running across the rooftops, keeping up with his moving vehicle to track it to wherever it's going? It happened in Buffy once and you ripped it off. Yes, thank you. When the lorry was directly below him, Chip stepped over the edge of the building and fell around 70 foot. <laughs> and I'm assuming he's going to, like, break his legs when he lands and that's the end of the episode? Yeah, I wish that was true. He landed feet first on the top of the lorry, as quiet as a mouse. <laughs> Ninja stuff. <laughs> Ninja knees? Ninja legs. <laughs> like go-go gadget legs. <laughs> Evil as much a gadget. Go, oh. go gadget apocalypse. My god, we'd be fucked. We no were. one could stop Evil uh, Inspector Gadget. It's true, it's true. Oh my god. Some of the pedestrians who were out at the time looked startled. It wasn't every day you saw a man jump from a very tall building and land on a lorry. I mean, not every day. Maybe every every other day. (laughs) Once a month. Yeah, 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 special occasions. Chip ignored the people watching him. He had one mission tonight, and that was to retrieve the vessel. Is it police protocol to take a van or a lorry away from someone after they've tried to steal stuff? I guess the driver didn't specify vampires, right? So maybe you came up with a wacky story. (laughs) Maybe they arrested the driver. Like, MC wasn't there to, like, explain. So they were like, oh, you've done this. We're going to nick you. After about ten minutes of travelling, Chip noticed a lorry was being followed. At first, he thought it might have been MC. But it wasn't. The Black Mondeo was carrying three demon-like creatures with a human driving. The most evil of the four line. (laughs) They were getting closer and closer and eventually were right alongside the lorry. Could this be the person, the devil, that killed Shinokan's father? Maybe. Maybe. Suddenly, the driver of the Mondeo turned on the steering wheel and rammed into the side of the lorry. 
Most of the damage was done to the car due to the size of the lorry, but the car, the car still kept ramming. <laughs> Not the most uh, intelligent of uh, <laughs> demons, obviously. Chip knew he would have another chance to catch up with the vessel again, but first he had to take out everyone else who wanted it. Again, he jumped, this time from the lorry onto the roof of the car. Almost instantly, the car slowed down and the lorry sped off. Chip punched through the roof of the car and grabbed a hold on the driver. Ninja strength? I feel like the, the ninja powers have gotten upgraded in this one. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they've been training for two or three years now, MC. So. <laughs> it forced the car to brake. Chip flew off the roof and landed on the hard concrete road. Why didn't he use his ninja balance? <laughs> or his ninja wings that he's grown... I wouldn't put it past you, I really wouldn't. <laughs> oh, we've got a few seasons ago, yeah, let's see. The man stayed inside the car, but his demon friends, which Chip could see were now in fact zombies, climbed out of the car. I wonder if that was a cop-out so I didn't have to come up with some sort of new kind of demons. Uh, oh, oh, no, they're actually zombies. Name. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> the bookshelf demons. <laughs> the glass of water demons. <laughs> they circled the grounded ninja, waiting for him to get up. Chip didn't have any weapons on him, so he was about to get his hands dirty. The first zombie lunged at Chip, who sidestepped, spun, and with one vicious kick, took the head off the z- of the zombie clean off. Hmm. Again, that's impressive. Yeah, he's got, Chip got stronger. Like, did he... Or my writing got worse? My consistency and continuity? The other two zombies looked at each other. Kill him! The man called from inside the car. The zombies attacked, but were not a match for Chip. Within a few minutes, both have had their skulls crashed by Chip's bare hands. His, their skulls were crashed. <laughs> not sure what that is, but I like it. The man in the car started his engine, but before he could drive off, Chip yanked him out of the car. Please, please, for the love of God, don't kill or hurt me, he pleaded. Chip threw him, spelled incorrectly, to the other side of the road with one hand and climbed inside the car. He had to find the lorry before it was gone. So yeah, Chip's got a lot more powerful. Mm. You know what I think it is? Mm. Ninja grief. <laughs> it's just made him a lot stronger now because he's mourning. <laughs> I want to see the words ninja grief written in this. <laughs> oh, it'll come. It'll come. Yeah, it Louise J and Shino Khan watched MC talking on the phone. Do you reckon it's good news? Jay asked. When is it ever? Louise quipped. MC hung up the phone and walked towards the gang. Good news, my friends, he said pleasantly. Louise and Jay looked at each other. MC continued. Tifa said the lorry was on the way to the evidence room to be locked away, but she managed to pull a few strings and the vessel or Britchat is <laughs> on its way to us. Could be a vessel, could be a Britchat, who knows which. a bottle, which. Like, who knows. How so? Jay wondered. Apparently, everything in the that truck was off to the Tokyo <laughs> Museum of Art. But she told her chief that the vessel belonged to us, so he agreed to let the owner take care of it. Oh, that was easy. Yeah. yeah no, you don't have to prove it with paperwork or, you know, anything like that. Uh, no, no, that, no. That's mine. Just, just uh, take the advice of the best detective on the force. That is good news. Shinno Khan said dryly. But we must be prepared. What for? MC said. Louise answered. Because every creep in the world who is after that vase, I snow, going to be coming here to get it. Uh, because very oh sorry because yeah. a very creep in the world who is after that vase I snow is going to be coming here to get it I think it's meant to be is now but yeah. I put the s on yeah. the na- okay yeah 
Good, I'm glad we figured that out. That took a bit of time. There was a silence in the group. Only the sound of a lorry pulling up outside broke it. MC jumped into his leadership role. Jay, upstairs now. Go and grab every kind of weapon up there. Shinokan, come with me. Just to make sure we get the right thing this time. And Louise, make some tea. Oh, for fuck's sake. Because that's all you're good for. I mean, to be fair, she's on a walking stick slash in a wheelchair. Yeah, it's so... not really fighting, is it? Yeah, let's just go with that rather than the obvious sexism. The group got to work. On making tea. <laughs> Going upstairs. Doing a steady 120 miles per hour, Chip had managed to catch the lorry up. However, there had been a new development. I don't want to boast here, but MC was driving at 130 <laughs> in the other episode. And he wasn't even chasing anything. He was just casually cruising. But you've got a car from the 50s, MC. Like, naturally, that's going to go quicker than a Ford Mondeo. As Chip was pulling up to the side of the lorry and prepared to make his assault, it changed direction again. This time, it took a more familiar route. Ooh. Chip followed closely, but when he realised that it was going to the mansion, the very place had once lived, he slowed down. He kept his ninja eyes <laughs> <laughs> on the lorry and continued to think about the situation. With his ninja brain. Oh God. There's a lot of ninja stuff in this episode. As he saw it, Chip had two options. One, take out the lorry before it made it to the mansion. Or two, let MC and the others take possession of the vessel, then kill them all and take it from himself. Before he could decide, the car careered out of the road and hit a tree. The speed the car was travelling and the impact of hitting the tree sent Chip flying through the windscreen. What happened to his ninja reflexes? Can't even drive at 120 <laughs> miles an hour. MC was looking at a map and driving at 130 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> at least he didn't get lost. <laughs> he landed around 50 feet away from the car. Despite being a ninja, even Chip's body couldn't take an impact like that. He felt a few of his ribs break and all of the ligaments in both knees must have gone. <laughs> but when he jumped off the building, he was fine. But yeah. this car accident has ruined every single ligament in all of his knees. <laughs> Chip could barely walk. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> he was limping a bit. Don't work. His knees fucking broke. Chip could barely walk but he pushed himself out of the mud pit in which he had landed and continued his journey to the mansion, winching with every step. He's winching his legs like one <laughs> step at a time, got a, like a, a pulley to move them. He's like a puppet man. Winching with every step. The only thing that kept Chip from passing out was the thought of getting his brother back. And that's the end of episode 21. I don't know about you, but that felt like a really long episode. It was. <laughs> I think it was super long. Like, uh, the episode itself, the actual Word document, is longer than the normal one. So, a bit of an epic... Maybe that's the wrong word. There was certainly long. lots. Yeah, yeah, long. Lengthy. <laughs> Time-consuming. <laughs> Draining. Um, what do you think of this episode, MC? Uh, I, I'm... Um... You know, it was it was <laughs> more like... of a sub. It was interesting getting like a, a, a look into Shinkan's history. Yes, and learning about his father who yeah, died. Yeah, um, and we've kind of got this MacGuffin thing going on as well. We do. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like obviously you know we had the the, the plot thread throughout the season has been Chip's been evil, and uh, then we had the whole thing about the one, and then Scott's death has kind of thrown him off. So it's like That's he true. can't get back to his original plan until yeah. he's got his brothers back. Yeah, it's a ninja grief, MC. It's a ninja grief. It's very powerful. It makes you a lot stronger. Yeah, apparently. But yeah, it also yeah. distracts you from ending the world. Yes. 
And apparently this vessel is going to be quite sought after then, because uh, everyone's assuming that all the evil is going to come for it. Which, I mean, there's already the dude with the demons. Or zombies. zombies. Yeah, zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, he's dead now, so he was probably just miscellaneous. He's not dead. He was just thrown out of the car. Oh, true, 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 true. We, we kind of assumed that might be the guy that killed Shinna Khan's father, yeah, but probably not, actually. So we'll have to see if that turns up. But it feels like there's going to be some sort of siege that happens in the next episode oh, where yeah. all the evil goes onto the mansion. Including Chip, presumably. I, wonder if, if I mean, if he can make it there, he's had you know, all the ligaments in his knees busted, so... <laughs> Which means he, he, he uh, limps a bit. <laughs> he has, well, he's got a winch, so he'll be okay. <laughs> Well, I can't wait for next week, MC, mm. where we'll get the second part of Cap Oral. <laughs> and we can see... You definitely get the second part, is <laughs> I really hope Jim has a fight scene and he has to use his broken knees to, like, fight. <laughs> and maybe, maybe we'll get some more of Shinnecon's backstory. Ooh. And we'll see, finally, who's going to use the var- the vessel of Britcher yeah. to bring back Shinnecon. Yes, maybe. Or oh. the return <gasps> of Scoot. <gasps> hey, MC. Hi, Chip. Did you know that there are multiple ways you can now support the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast? Really? Why don't you tell me all about them? I shall, MC. First of all, you can go to our Facebook page, which is How I Ripped Off Podcast. I couldn't put Buffy in that because it wouldn't allow me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Yay! Also, MC, mm. we are on Twitter. <gasps> really? We are at How I Ripped Off, and I didn't have room to put Buffy in that, so that's <laughs> why it's just called that. Finally, do you know what else you can do, MC? Tell me more. You can come leave us a rating and review on iTunes because that really helps the podcast and means we get seen higher in the rankings. And finally, we'll become rich and famous <laughs> and be able to do a live-action version of the... No, we won't. No, no, that'll yeah. never happen. But yes, come and support us. Come and say hello. We would really love that. That'll do.